0: Good evening, and welcome to Colorado Free Radio's old-time radio. I'm your host, Johnny Knight. Tonight's presentation is Frankenstein, episodes 4, 5, and 6, featuring George Edwards. One of the earliest programs on the radio was Frankenstein, authored by Mary Shelley. It was first produced for Australian radio starring George Edwards in 1931. In most all the roles. Not because he was egocentric, but because of the lack of money to pay actors. This 13-episode broadcast was aired over the CBS network in 1932, a year after the Universal film release starring Boris Karloff. It very closely follows the original book, thus differing from the Hollywood film version. Now, sit back, join me, and let us listen to Frankenstein. Episodes 4, 5, and 6.
1: We now present George Edwards in Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein, is relating his tragic story to Captain Walton of the good ship Voyager. The vessel is icebound somewhere near the North Pole. Frankenstein is taking shelter there. He told the captain of the creation of the monster and of events leading up to the monster's escape and the murder of Julio.
2: Better this morning, Baron Frankenstein. I trust you had a good night's sleep. I feel better, thank you, Captain. Tell me, what happened after you discovered the body of your servant, Julio? I recall it quite clearly. My friend Ernst Claval and myself were in the laboratory. We found that the door of the monster's room had been burst open, and there was the broken body of Julio lying upon the floor. We bent over the body and then survived. Do you realize, Victor, that you have unleashed a monster upon the world, a killer? Anybody's life may be in danger. We must make a search immediately. I will organize a search party. All the peasants on the estate can join in the search. I now realize the enormity of my crime. I will aid you. But I do not know what Elizabeth will say when she learns of this. What are the authorities going to say? How am I going to explain the broken body of Julio? You will have to tell the truth to the police. But they will not believe me. They think I am mad. Oh, you were mad to attempt this experiment. I am only sorry that it has succeeded. Elizabeth will be appalled when she hears this news. I will search for the monster, I promise you. But I do not think there is anything further to fear, Ernst. The monster will perish. I wish that this were only a dream some horrible nightmare and I could awaken to find it was not true God, Julio's body proves the truth of what has happened I know, but somehow my fear has vanished I am going to seek my own happiness now, oh, how can you talk like that when the monster is alive the monster will be found if not, he will perish let us go to the dream tell me did the police succeed in finding the monster, Baron They did not. The search went on for days, and still there was no trace of the monster. But my hopes were high. I felt sure that the creature had wandered away somewhere in the hills and there perished from cold and starvation. There came a day when I had almost forgotten the monster, and my experiments, they seemed like some dim dream of the past. I thought out the Elizabeth, I feel sure that we will have no further fear of the strange creature for which I was responsible. I am asking you now, will you marry me and come away to England? Let us take a long journey together.
3: But Victor, does your conscience allow you to leave here? Are you sure that nothing further will be heard of this horrible creature?
1: Oh, it is some months since the monster disappeared and nothing has been heard of it. It is safe for me to go now, Elizabeth.
3: How long shall we be away?
1: For at least six months. Then we shall return here and settle down in my home.
2: Oh, please say that you will marry me as soon as possible, Elizabeth.
3: There is only one request I have to make of you, Victor. What is it? My sister's child, William, needs a home. His mother is very ill. His father is dead. Can he come and live with us?
2: Well, of course. I am very fond of William. We shall adopt him. And he shall be as our own child. Oh,
3: you are very kind, Victor.
2: Oh, I'm just a man in love with a beautiful woman. Now let us go and tell your father. We will be married very soon, and we shall make all arrangements for our children. Well, Baron Frankenstein, I trust you are not too tired to continue with the story. No, I am just marshalling the facts recalling my happy marriage, those glorious few months in England, and then my return home. How long did you, you remain, remain in England? For eight months. We had a delightful holiday there, and I returned to my ancestral home and my wife and I settled down. During our absence, we had left the child William in charge of a nurse, whom we called Justine. She was an old friend of the family. She had known my wife for years. A few days after our return, Justine approached my wife.
3: Master William desires that I shall take him out for a walk. Do you think the weather is clear enough, Baroness? Oh, I think the child could go for a walk. What do you think, Victor?
2: By all means, the sun is shining brightly now, although there are clouds on the horizon.
3: Clouds under the horizon? Thick, black clouds. I fear there may be a storm. Oh. Just such a
1: storm as one. Please, and...
3: Victor. We agreed never to talk of that. Well, may I take the child for a walk? Yes, just a short walk down to the lake, Justine.
2: Tell me, Justine, do you like the child? Do you think that young Master William shows promise?
3: He is rather a vapor child with a very strong will of his own. But I am fairly strict with him. Oh, you must not be too strict with him. Remember, we were all young once. I will remember that, Baroness. All right, take him out now. But do not take him any further than the lake. If there are any signs of an approaching storm, bring William home at once. I will, madame.
2: Tell me, Elizabeth, what do you think of Justine?
3: Oh, I have known her for years, my dear. But you do not seem to like her.
2: She is rather a grim and forbidding woman.
3: Oh, in reality, she has a very kind heart. Come over here,
2: Elizabeth. Look out of the window.
3: What is the matter?
2: Look at those strange black clouds on the far horizon. They fill me with a sense of grim foreboding.
3: Victor!
2: Clouds gathered like dot on the days that I created the monster. Victor,
3: do not think about it. The monster is dead. It is twelve months since she disappeared. But
2: is she dead? The body has never been
3: found. Darling... Do you not think we would have heard if the monster had still been alive?
1: I suppose so. Did you hear
3: that? Thunder in the distance. Oh, I hope Justine has the intelligence to bring William home before the storm shows signs of breaking.
2: Why am I seized by this nameless fear? That thunder frightened me.
3: Darling, do not think of the past. Let us talk of something else. We know that your friend Ernst is due tomorrow. We hope he stays with us for some weeks.
2: I will be glad to see Ernst again, but in a way he will remind me of the horrors of the
3: park. Oh, you must do your best to forget. You must try and forget that the monster ever existed.
2: I must tell myself that I created the monster, and now that monster is dead. I will never see it again.
3: Victor. What can I hear?
2: That dreadful sound. Strange dragging
3: footsteps. The footsteps are approaching this door. Victor, I am frightened. The
2: footsteps have stopped.
3: Victor, what can it mean?
2: Look, Elizabeth, the door is opening slowly. So slowly. Frankenstein, my master. We meet again. The monster? This cannot be. I told myself that the monster no longer exists. It is many months since we have met my master. And now all that you desire. I can walk. I can move freely. I... Can think and I can speak. Where where have you been? Living in the woods these many months, watching other folk, learning to speak as they speak, and almost dying from intolerable loneliness. I come to make terms with you, my master. Terms? What mean you by that,
3: Victor? He looks too horrible. That awful face. Those long, shambling legs. <gasps> Only it is not
2: come Calm shall please, Elizabeth. I am an object of hatred and scorn and derision wherever I go. You did this, Frankenstein. You gave me life, but a life which is filled with misery. All men, all women, turn from me. Why did you give me life so that I may suffer? If I had a gun, I would put an end to the life which I gave you. I would destroy you. I do not wish to die. I wish to live. I wish to be happy as other men are. Why? What do you ask of me? You made me. You gave life to me. Now make a mate for me. A woman who may share my life with me. What you ask is impossible. It shall be my mission in life to destroy you. Did you not kill my servant? That matters not. We will talk of this again. I have come to make a bargain with you. Give me a companion, someone to share my loneliness. Why should I not know happiness as others know it?
3: Victor, you must not grant his request.
2: Fear not, Elizabeth. I will never grant it. So be it, Frankenstein. You and yours shall suffer for this. What mean you, my God? I killed one man, and I can kill others. And unless you heed my demand, unless you fashion for me a mate, then you and all your family will suffer. I will kill them just as I killed that man. I will kill all who stand in my path. I will leave a trail of death and destruction wherever I go. But I will not kill you. You shall live on until I bend you to my will. The creature shall rule the master. Oh, monster, I shall
3: kill
2: you now. That puny managhan... Please do be careful. He is not dead. He laid his hands on me. And I hurled him away. Rise to your feet, Frankenstein. I am powerless to destroy the thing which I created. You are powerless. We shall meet again. You have refused my demand, but you shall hear from me. Farewell,
3: Frankenstein. Victor, do not go after him. He will kill you. Elizabeth, what can I do? You heard his threat. Let us gather the villagers together, so that by uniting we may destroy him. One man cannot prevail against him, but many will succeed in killing him.
2: You are right, Elizabeth. I swear that the monster of my creation shall die Did you succeed in finding the monster that night, Baron Frankenstein? Ask me no more now, Captain Walton. I am tired. I must not overtax my strength. Let me rest now. You will rest now, and I will write the notes of your story in my journal. So be it. Come to me tomorrow, and I will tell you of the horrors which befell me.
3: It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
1: When this dead hand moves, the monster created by a man they called mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. To shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth. To prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stunned your emotions. Frankenstein.
0: Don't touch that.
1: present George Edwards in
3: Frankenstein.
1: Baron Frankenstein is taking shelter in the good ship Voyager, where he is the guest of Captain Walton. While the Voyager was icebound, Frankenstein told the Captain some of his tragic stories. He told of the creation of the monster, of its escape and return.
2: I thought that you had a refreshing sleep, Alan Frank. You well, certainly looked much better this morning. Thank you, Captain. I slept very well, and I feel that my strength is gradually returning. I am glad to hear that. Do you feel inclined to tell me some more of your story? Well, I remember telling you how the monster had returned. He had learned to speak, and he begged me to make him a mate. Yes. One cannot help feeling a little sorry for him. I know what it is to be bitterly lonely. I also know. But the monster rushed out of the house when I refused. My wife and I discussed the matter. I sent for the burgomaster and begged that his officers would look for the monster. Some little time later, the storm burst in all its fury. The rain came down in torrents. And the thunder roared. My wife approached me, anxious
3: Victor, do you know that Justine has not brought little
2: William home yet? I have almost forgotten about them, Elizabeth. Are you sure they have not come home?
3: I have searched the house. We have asked the other servants. And there have been no sign
2: of them. Dear, this is most disturbing. You instructed the woman to come home before the storm burst.
3: They have been out a long time. Do you think we should go and look for them? Well,
2: they only went to the edge of the lake. I should... Far away.
3: I am worried. Sister. You know the monster is loose out there. Suppose that he were to attack William or Justin.
2: Oh, there is no fear of that. Undoubtedly, Justine and William are kicking Shelby from there. Eh?
3: I hope that you are right. But Justine, see you have returned. Where is William? How can I tell you? girls. there is William. I took him to the lake. There is playing with him there. He ran away from me. He went into the woods. It took a long time to find him, but I failed. I called his name time and time again, but there was no reply. I became panic-stricken. I have been out in the rain searching for him. I fear that he may have fallen into the maze. Victor, you must go at once. Find the burgomaster and his men. Tell them to forget about the monster. They must find William. I
2: will go now. Have hope and courage, Elizabeth. I am sure that I will
3: find William somewhere. Madame. How can I ask your forgiveness? I swear that I meant no harm to come to the sky. You should have stayed with him, Justine. With any harm i I will never forgive myself. Well, go and change your clothes. You are wet, fool, and then come down here. We will wait patiently for Baron Frankenstein to return. Ah, Victor, you have not gone yet. I am taking some
2: of the servants with me. I have left word, uh, Here, that if the and his men return, they are to look for William... Wait for me, Elizabeth. I will return soon. Well, Baron Frankenstein, did you succeed in finding the child? Well, for two hours I searched, taking my faithful servant with me. We wandered through the woods, calling the child's name, but there was no reply. At last, somewhat dispirited, I returned home to find my wife and Justine waiting for me. As soon as I entered,
3: Victor, is there any news? Did you see any sign of William? Not a sign. He must have fallen into the lake, and it was my fault, Victor. I am distracted. What can have become of William? I do not know, my dear.
2: Did the burgomaster return?
3: He has not been back yet. The storm is abating.
2: Yeah, it is passing. We will continue our search all through the night.
3: Yes. I hear
2: men voices. So the blockmaster is returning.
3: Bring him in here, Justine. As you command, Baron Frankenstein. Oh, I blame myself for this in a way. Victor, we should never have allowed Justine to take William out today.
2: She should have taken better care of him. She should never have allowed him to stay out of her sight. What is that? A woman screamed. Victor, what can it mean? Blockmaster, what has happened? Who screamed? I am going to tell you, Baron Frankenstein that a tragedy has occurred. Oh. My men have found the body of the child, Williams.
3: William. William? He's dead?
2: Yeah. The girl Justine seen for his body when we were carrying it in. My men are holding her. Elizabeth, I do not know what to say to you.
3: Oh, Tell us what has happened.
2: I only know that we were searching for this monster of whom Baron Frankenstein spoke during the course of our search. We looked through some rushes on the edge of the lake, and there... We found the body of the boy, William. He was lying face downward in shallow water, and he was dead when we found him. Did you send for a doctor? Now we did. But the doctor could not have helped in This case, Baron Trevino, Scott, do you think the boy tripped and fell into the water? Uh. I think that he was pushed into Uh. the water. And I think Justine was responsible for the crime. Oh, no.
3: You must not say that.
2: You have been away, both of you. But it is common talk here that Justine disliked the boy. She was always scolding him. And she told people that he was a difficult child. And we think that in a fit of rage, she pushed him into the water. Oh, I do not think that is possible. Well, let us have the girl in here and question her now. But my wife is grief-stricken. She need not remain here.
3: Let me go and look about the body of William. I will send Justine to
2: you. Very well, my dear. But do not distress yourself. Please go to your room and rest. I feel that
3: I shall never be able to rest peacefully
2: again. I will wait here with the burgomaster. Tell them to bring Justine in here. Very
3: well, my dear.
2: I know this is most distressing for you, Baron Frankenstein. But I have my duty to do. And if my suspicions are correct, then Justine will be arrested. Tell me this. Did you see any sign of the monster? Any huge footprints? No, we did not. The rain was coming down in torrents. No footprints would be left. Oh, bring Justine in here.
3: Why have these men seized me? I have committed no crime.
2: Hear me, girl. Is it not true that you were always scolding the child?
3: He was a waved child, and as he was in my charge... I have to correct his fault.
2: You are a woman of unbridled temper, and at times you have been known to strike the child. Why, this is news to me, Burgomaster. She has been seen to strike the child.
3: That is not true.
2: That is true. Will you admit that at times you have
3: struck him? Yes, I have struck him, but merely because we deserved it.
2: You have no right to do that. Hear me, Justice. Is it not true that in a fit of rage you pushed the child into the lake?
3: That is untrue. I swear I did not push him into the lake. He ran away from me. He went into the woods and I could not find him. You must believe me. No, we do
2: not believe you.
3: Baron Frankenstein, you know I would not kill the child.
2: Address your remarks to me, Justine. Is it not true that in a fit of rage you pushed the child into the lake and then you were afraid of your mad act? You wandered around in the rain for hours and pretend that you were looking for him. It
3: is not true.
2: Did you quarrel with him today?
3: I was angry with him for running away from me, and I said I would slap him if I caught him.
2: You terrified the child. I
3: did not kill him.
2: I am going to arrest you and charge you with the murder. You will stand your trial in two time.
3: Sir Frankenstein, I appeal to you. I swear that the child came to no harm at my hands. I have served your family faithfully and well these many years. I did not murder William. You cannot believe it of me. I beg that you do not allow him to arrest
2: me. Burgomaster, I think you are being rather hasty. I cannot believe that Justine pushed the child into the lake. It is my duty to arrest criminals. And I suspect her of having committed a murder.
3: You are a stupid man. There is
2: no proof that I did it.
3: Uh, we will find proof. What has happened?
2: Oh, Elizabeth, you have
3: returned. I said I wanted to know what was happening here. And I thought that you should go and look on the body of William. Justine
2: has been arrested. The burgomaster think that she killed William.
3: Thou save me. Do not let them arrest me. I did not kill the child. You believe me. You must believe me. Burgomaster, why do you say that Justine killed the child?
2: Who else would have done it? Wait here. I wish to go and look on the body of the child. Do not take Justine away until I speak with you again. Very well. We will. Wait for you, Baron Franklin. I will return in a few minutes. Now, just it will be better for you if you tell the truth. If you confess, then there may be a chance of saving your life. But if you persist in your denial and the court finds you guilty, he die.
3: But I am not guilty. And I know the Baroness does not believe that I am guilty. Perhaps the
2: Baroness is not aware that at times you struck the child.
3: Is that true, Justin? I had to correct his fault. Never at any time I strike him hard. Oh, you had no right to strike me. I go to my knees before you, Baroness. I swear I am innocent of this charge. Please help
2: me. Enough of that, justice. You shall receive a fair trial. But I am convinced that you are guilty. This girl is not to be taken from the house. What ails you, Baron Meckelstein? She did not murder the child. What? How, How do you know? Did you not observe the marks upon the child's throat? He was strangled. <laughs> the marks were the same as those upon the throat of my poor servant Julio. I am in reality the murderer of that child. Baron Frankenstein, what tragedy you have faced. Well, even now when I think of it, I feel that I loathe that devil, but I cannot die yet. Will you tell me some more of the story? Not now. Let me just rest for a while. Come to me later, and you shall hear further details of my tragic life. In top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed them sturdy, make them sturdy. Happy, friendly, petty, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed them sturdy, beefy, sturdy. Bet with with they insist on sturdy. I any dog who's tasted it's the dog, he rips a bit. Use sturdy dinner, the food is delicious.
1: Every day, we sing this song, it will make us strong, and it takes a shout,
3: hooray! It's good for growing babies and grown-ups, too. to eat, for all the family's breakfast, you can't see cream of wheat.
1: present George Edwards in Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein passed away the tedious days on the good ship Voyager by relating his tragic experiences to Captain Walton. The Voyager was icebound somewhere near the North Pole, and day after day a howling blizzard raged. Captain Walton became worried and the ice pack grew higher. He confided his worry to Baron Frankenstein.
2: You look rather worried today, Captain Walton. Unfortunately, the weather shows no signs of abating Baron Frankenstein. Have any of your men seen any trace of the monster? Has he attempted to visit the ship again? No one has seen any trace of it. Let us hope it has perished out there in the prison. I hope so, but I very much doubt it. Do you feel inclined to tell me some more of your story? Well, I have told you how the child, William, was murdered. And on examining the body, I formed a conclusion that the murder had been committed by the monster. I dashed back into the room where my wife and the burgomaster were waiting with Justine... And I told them that I was in reality responsible for the murder of William. They looked at me in some amazement. Victor, what are you saying? It is true, Elizabeth. The monster killed William, and I created the monster. He has done this for revenge because I refused to grant his request. Do you not agree with me that Justine was guilty of the murder?
3: I swear that I am not guilty.
2: You can release Justine. She is innocent. Burgomaster, did I not set you and your men to search for the monster? The monster which you You say you created. A likely story, Baron Frankenstein. Understand, Burgomaster, that people do not doubt my words. I say that Justine is not guilty of this murder. Take your men. Go and search for this monster. Then you will find the murderer. Had you examined the body closely... You would have seen the marks on the throat. I am sorry if I have given you a offense, Baron Frankenstein. I was merely trying to do my duty. I appreciate that. Will you go now? Seek until you find this monster. Have no mercy, shoot him on sight. We will do that. But of a truth, I have never seen the creature. Is it true that he is your creation? That you made him in a laboratory at the back of this house? It is true. Now go and do not question me further. Find him and kill him. Come, you men. There is much work to be done tonight. We will take
3: our leave, Baron Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein, I go to my knees and thank you for saving my life. I thank you for making them release me. All
2: right, Justine. Now go.
3: Yes, I wish to speak to the Baron, and I do not wish to be disturbed. I will go, and believe me, I will sincerely mourn the child.
2: What have you to say to me, Elizabeth?
3: You are a murderer, Victor. You were right when you said you were responsible for William's death. It was through your own obstinacy, your headstrong stubbornness, that the monster was brought into being. Ernst and I pleaded with you. We begged you not to proceed with this experiment. But you turned a deaf ear to our pleas. And as a result, Julio and William have been murdered. The murder is yours. And it will forever be upon your conscience. Oh,
2: Elizabeth, please do not turn against
3: me. Had you heeded me, had you really loved me, you would not have proceeded with your experiment. You would have married me and destroyed the farm which you had made, but you were selfish. You wished to win fame. and what is the result? Oh, I think I hate you, Victor.
2: A little bit. You do not mean
3: that. That child's body lies in this house, mutely crying for revenge. (laughs) And yet you stand here and try to justify yourself. What
2: can I say to you,
3: Elizabeth? Are you going to let that monster live? Are you going to let it roam the countryside, leaving a trail of death and misery? Why are you not out searching for it? Why do you not destroy this evil thing?
2: Very well, Elizabeth. I admit that I cannot justify myself. I will go now, and I shall not return until I have slain the monster.
3: No, Victor. I do not mean what I said. If you go out there, the monster may kill you.
2: You have shown me my duty very plainly, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I will go, and I trust that I will return. You
3: must not go, Victor. The shock and the grief caused me to speak like that. I do not hate you. I love you, and I want you to stay here.
2: It is because of my love for you, I want to repair the great sin which I have committed. You cannot
3: go. Remember, Ernest Corvalli is coming tomorrow.
2: Tell him what has happened, and do not fear for me. Goodbye, Did you succeed in finding the monster, Baron Frankenstein? Well, I wandered out into the night. I walked through the woods. I traveled for miles until I was footsore and weary. But still I saw no trace of the being which I had created. And then, just as dawn was breaking, I came to a little clearing at the side of the woods. I looked around curiously. And then, eventually, I heard a woman sobbing. I hurried in the direction of the sound, and as I came through the woods, I saw a peasant's cottage. Outside the cottage, a woman was kneeling beside the body of a man. She
0: was weeping bitterly. I approached. <laughs> Hi.
2: What is the matter? Can I do anything to help you? Who are you? Uh, where have you come from? My name is Baron Frankenstein. Uh, what is the matter with this man? Oh, he is dead. He has been murdered. Let me see. He's dead. Oh, the, the
3: same marks on the throne. This man was my husband. We lived here happily together for many years. And one day, a strange creature came into the woods. He seemed to be half man, half beast. Always trying to open doors. Following my husband, then he went to his work in the woods. Today, my husband took his gun. He shot at the creature, and the bullet struck him. But it had no effect. The creature advanced, he sees my husband by the sword. I was powerless to interfere. And in a few minutes, Gustave was dead. Then the creature ran into the woods, saying that all men were his enemies.
2: Leaving a trail of death? And me, sir.
3: Oh, will you help me, sir? What can I do? I am so afraid.
2: We will take your husband's body into the house. I will return to town, and you shall come with me. It is not safe for you here. Oh,
3: what is this strange creature? Where did he come from? He terrifies me. Will
2: help me to carry your husband's body down
3: gently now. Bring it in here.
2: Come on, Dick. We
3: shall lay
2: it on the couch. What can I do? Oh, Gustave, Gustave, my husband. Take comfort. Although there is little I can say.
3: Oh, uh, uh, listen. The monster approaches. Oh, they are not safe. We shall be
2: killed. Great change, Frankenstein. I thought that you would follow me. I have followed you so that I may kill you. This time I have a gun. You cannot kill me. We shall see. Ah! I am wounded, Frankenstein, but I will not die. You are the second man who has tried to kill me today. The second man who has wounded me. Who has taught me the meaning of physical pain. Let this woman be gone. We have much to say to each other. This creature is a devil. He cannot die. Poor woman. Why did you kill her husband? Because he was my enemy. All men are my enemies. And I take that gun from you, Frankenstein. You devil. You are so strong. Now we can talk. This woman will not return. She will run to the town for aid. I am the most wretched being on this earth. You are my creator, Frankenstein, and yet you despise and spurn me. You gave me life, a life that is filled with misery and wretchedness. You gave me this hideous form which turns all men against me. Do you expect me to love all men? Why did you kill the child? Why did you kill this poor peasant? Because he strove to kill me. Have I not the right to defend myself? Why do men strive to kill me? Why do they shudder when I appear? Is that not your fault, Frankenstein? Have I not suffered enough? Do you not think I have been punished? Everywhere I go, I seek bliss and happiness. But I am excluded because I am a hideous monster. Misery made me a fiend, but it is in your power... To make me happy. Then there will be no further death. No further misery. When first you brought me to life. I was a poor, helpless, miserable wretch. I knew and could distinguish nothing. But I could feel pain. And I spent my days in weeping and misery. I will remember one day... When I was oppressed for the cold, I was wandering in the woods. I found a fire which had been left by some beggars. I was overcome with delight at the warmth I experienced. I thrust my hand into the embers. I quickly drew it out again with a cry of pain. Thus did I learn the meaning of physical pain. But I have had greater suffering than that Frankenstein. Wandering in loneliness. And yet... You could give me happiness. I watched this couple, whom you call peasants. They were happy. They loved each other. A love which I could never know. I wished to be friendly with them, but they fled from me, viewed me with hatred and loathing. The man strove to kill me. Then he died. Tell me, foul monster, why did you slay the child, William? Because he meant something to you, because I wanted you to suffer as I have suffered. And I swear this Frankenstein, if you do not give me a mate, then you shall have no mate. I shall slay your wife. You dare to threaten to kill my wife? I swear that unless you start work very soon, unless you commence to create another creature, then your wife shall die. What happened, Baron Frankenstein? Did you agree to the conditions imposed by the bombstone? Oh, I can tell you no more today, Captain Lalton. The memory of those horrors is still too fresh upon my mind. Return later, and I will continue with my story.
0: To Frankenstein, episodes four, five, and six, featuring George Edwards. I'm your host for Colorado Free Radio Old Time Radio, Johnny Knight. Join us once again when CFR OTR brings you more exciting and wonderful stories from the age of old time radio. Thanks for listening, and good night.